This week, BlackRock, the giant U.S. asset management firm, finally took a substantive bite out of the sustainability apple. Microsoft one-ups Amazon on carbon, and the international tennis star Roger Federer caught some fossil fuel backsplash for his relationship with Credit Suisse. All this and more in This Week in Sustainability. Now I want to remind listeners, This Week in Sustainability has two editions. The one you're listening to now, and this special edition that we put out midweek in which a pundit's panel of three battle-hardened sustainability experts weighed in on BlackRock's annual syrupy sustainability vision speak. Well, let's get right to it. Unlike the past two years when BlackRock CEO Larry Fink subjected us to his words of sustainability investment vision and hope, this year he took a small, rather timid bite out of the sustainability apple Uh, making, uh, heaven forbid, some corporate performance promises. Well, three stand out. First, he promised BlackRock would invest $1 trillion U.S., $1 trillion in sustainability investments by 2030. Now, what sustainability investment means is still pretty much anyone's guess. Indeed, as Helen Avery tells us in her very fine Euro Money article last month, most green investments that are counted as green investments are not all that green. So it's going to be up to us, the activists and the clients of BlackRock, many of whom have been pushing uh, BlackRock for more sustainability in their activities, to make sure that sustainable means sustainable. Now, second, Mr. Fink tells us that investment managers and companies need to measure and then report on their sustainability impacts, whether they're good or bad. Well, this is a good thing. This is a great thing. And we've been telling Mr. Fink at all this for like five decades. Uh, And so let's not let them hoodwink us with the old uh, canard, uh, we need to figure out how to do this thing. It's just a delaying tactic. The methods for measuring and reporting on sustainability performance have been around for, well, at least three decades, even longer. So I refer you, and I refer Mr. Fink, to the Global Reporting Initiative, to SASB, to accountability, etc., etc. Third, and finally, Mr. Fink tells us BlackRock will not invest in companies with over 25% of their revenues coming from thermal coal sources. Well, that's a big deal, and I say yay. Of course, investing in coal over the last few decades has been something of a loser's gambit. Let's listen to Andrew Bahar, CEO of As You Sow. We've heard Larry Fink say a lot of great things for many years. We've yet to see action. And uh, the words are really nice. It's nice that they signed the um, business roundtable new purpose of a corporation it's great that they joined the climate action 100 it's nice that he writes these letters every year but they vote against every climate resolution they basically vote against most shareholder residents and we just have no evidence that they're actually going to be taking action the divested coal seven years ago i mean most of the pension funds Peabody lost 80% of its value, um, went bankrupt actually. Um, So it's nice to hear they're going to be getting out of bankrupt companies. Bahar also notes that Mr. Fink said nothing, and this is a good point, said nothing about non-coal fossil fuel investments, of which BlackRock has a plenty. I refer you to an article in the Sustainable Century, Sustainability Laggership Lemonade, BlackRock's Sustainability Proclamation. Besides which, fossil fuels is a sector that's had comparatively poor investment records over the last 10 years. So it's just a good business decision to not invest in fossil fuels. Oh, and by the way, As You Sow, that's Mr. Bahar's uh, organization, 
is a very cool outfit, and you can check them out at asyouso.org, A-S-Y-O-U-S-O-W.org. Make sure you connect your financial advisor to them so they can be sustainability cool, just as you are. Uh, anyways, I asked Frank Coleman, who was also on this week in Sustainability Special Edition podcast. He's the ex-vice chair of Christian Brothers Investment Services, or CBIS, and he has over 30 years of sustainable investment experience. And I asked him, is this BlackRock's announcement something of a watershed moment? Uh, Mark, I'd hesitate to identify any moment as a watershed moment, especially um, given the fact that the first environmental resolution was filed in the late 19th. I do want to give credit that I do think it is a moment when one of the largest asset management firms um, has finally seen the light and is trying to think through how that uh, impacts the way that they manage money for the marketplace. And I I suspect it's a bottom-up driven um, approach. They're seeing that a lot of the investors are concerned about this and they're finally uh, giving it some attention and um, trying to figure out for themselves how it works within their portfolios. So it's it's a noticeable moment. I hesitate calling it a watershed moment. Well, so there you have it. We're not at a watershed moment, but the, but there are some things that BlackRock can do to convince us and other sustainability experts that they're serious about the words coming out of Mr. Fink's mouth. First, BlackRock needs to measure and then report on sustainability impacts across its entire portfolio. Uh, Mr. Fink calls this a priority in his latest letter to investors, so we can hope for some advances on this front. Second, Mr. Fink must be willing to wield his $7 trillion divestment stick to ensure, uh, uh, as he proclaimed last year, that BlackRock investees understand that they must contribute to society or we are out. Swinging that big old stick just once and doing it very publicly, well, that'd be a huge win. Third and finally, BlackRock needs to vote with activists, shareholder activists who are putting forth many dozens of reasonable shareholder activist climate, biodiversity, equality, and other related issue resolutions or at investee annual general meetings. Please just vote with the activists. Uh, now, uh, these three actions alone could solidify what uh, Paula Glick, uh, she's the co-founder of Honey Tree Investment Management, is also on the uh, This Week in Sustainability Special Edition podcast. Paula tells us uh, uh, BlackRock's not the only game in town. When you look around, I mean, you do see so many wonderful um, initiatives and stories. A lot of capital is being transitioned across the different asset classes. I think there's a lot of fantastic things happening, and this is just another piece of the puzzle. Well, now moving right along, a few sporty climate protesters got their day in court this week for playing a game of tennis in the lobby of Credit Suisse headquarters last year when they were protesting the bank's financing of fossil fuels. Uh, The Swiss financial giant, it turns out, enables the extraction of this planet-killing stuff to the tune of over $57 billion. So they deserve a volley or two, don't you think? But why tennis? Well, it seems the protesters thought it a good idea to link their protest to the Credit Suisse-sponsored poster boy, uh, Roger Federer, the international tennis star. Federer signed a $2 million a year deal for 10 years way back in 2009. Federer himself has made few statements about the climate or anything at all about sustainability more generally. Uh, And this in an age when celebrities are increasingly speaking out, using their platforms to talk about and influence positive change. 
Now, Federer was reported to have said he had a great deal of respect and admiration for the youth climate movement and was grateful to young climate activists for pushing us all to examine our behaviors and act on innovative solutions. He said, we owe it to them and ourselves to listen. I appreciate reminders of my responsibility as a private individual, as an athlete, and as an entrepreneur. And I'm committed to using this privileged position to dialogue on important issues with my sponsors. Well, we'll have to see about that. Now, my daughter and her friends, they all know, for example, Leonardo DiCaprio and Chris Hemsworth, who are speaking out for justice and the climate crisis. They haven't heard of Federer. Anyway, celebrities like them get well-deserved accolades for uh, speaking out and better personal brands, too, as a result. And I think history is going to judge them very, very kindly. Now, how is the future going to look at Federer and his milquetoast response? Well, I asked our sustainability sports expert and past Sustainable Century podcast guest, Luke Blaustein, if it was fair for the protesters to paint Federer with Credit Suisse's fossil fuel investments. I absolutely think it's fair. Federer is a paid endorser for Credit Suisse, and that relationship means he's vouching for the company's values. It is right for climate activists, or anyone else for that matter, to ask him about his feelings about their fossil fuel investments. And he added, I don't believe an athlete has a responsibility to speak out on climate change or anything else for that matter. I mean, they're athletes. If, but the thing is, if they do speak out or make other types of expressions of support for climate action, as Federer does here, then they can be expected to be called out when the companies they endorse act in ways that are harmful to the environment and to the climate. So what's the best way for a celebrity to protect themselves from this kind of protest or incident? The best way is to stay away from endorsement deals with companies that are particularly harmful to the environment and uh, the climate. Now, in other and fairly great news, Microsoft's chief executive, Satya Nadella, pledged the company would go carbon negative by 2050, one-upping its cloud computing rival, Amazon, which claims it will be carbon neutral by 2040. How great is this? Major companies competing to see who has the best carbon performance? That's fantastic. Visions of green, negative carbon that is, as the new black, ink that is, abound. To get there, Microsoft will have to remove more carbon from the environment than it emits. That's a tall task, but it's doable. How? The company announcement didn't get into the weeds in the plants that it will hopefully result in, but broadly we can expect the company to engage in seeding new and protecting existing forests, soil carbon sequestration, direct air capture, which is a favorite of mine that I'm learning a little bit about. That's about sucking carbon directly out of the atmosphere through huge filters and then using the carbon for other interesting things. Uh, it's a new tech with loads of possibility. And then finally, there's bioenergy with carbon capture. You can go to our website, thesustainablecentury.net, and uh, take a look at the article that goes along with this podcast, and you can check out some links on these different ways of how Microsoft might actually reduce their carbon. But anyways, like Mr. Fink of BlackRock, Mr. Nadella forgot to mention 
uh, a few salient if awkward sustainability performance issues. One glaring point is how does all this great carbon news square with Microsoft's aiding and abetting the fossil fuel industry through helping them to find fossil fuel reserves, new reserves, things that need to stay in the ground. Anyway, said Elizabeth Jardim of Greenpeace in a very good BBC article, a British Broadcasting Corporation article, uh, which actually broke this news, said, look, while there's a lot to celebrate in Microsoft's announcement, there's gaping holes uh, that remain unaddressed. Microsoft's expanding efforts to help fossil fuel companies drill more oil and gas with machine learning and other AI technologies being foremost amongst them. So I wouldn't hold your breath, but perhaps negative carbon green is the new business black ink, that is. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you liked it. Uh, you can check out the text version of this podcast at thesustainablecentury.net where you'll find loads of news, opinion, lifestyle, and even a few DIY stories, podcasts, and more. If you have some news we missed or you want to contribute to future editions, let me know in the comments section or by signing up for our weekly The Sustainable Century Updates. If you want to join the tribe of investors urging dramatic action on the climate crisis, social justice, and equality, you can get your copy of my book, Invest Like You Give a Damn. Uh, drop me a line if you have any questions or thoughts on that. You can uh, find a reference to the book on the sustainablecentury.net. And don't forget to look for our, our upcoming webinar on how to choose your sustainability-minded investment professional. And remember, it's up to you, it's up to us to make this the Sustainable Century. 